This is episode 116. My name is Justin Peach. Hey, I'm Chris. And this is the Bible Buffoons Podcast. Feels good to be back. He lives. To an, an, another day. Whew. Y'all had a fun couple weeks. Maybe a He's week. A, it was right about a week. Yeah. Our whole family just got the, oh no, we didn't get tested. Flu, everything else, crud, whatnot. Wilson now has an ear infection. Mm. Mary Beth thinks she might have a sinus infection. Oh my goodness. I'm just holding... Strong. Can, can she write prescriptions for herself? No. That's against the law. Yeah. Can she write prescriptions for no. you? No. Even like non-narcotic? She can't write non she can't write narcotic no matter what. Okay. Yeah. Um nurse practitioners can't do that. Okay. But uh, even like a little antibiotic, she can't. No. Nope. I guess they No. Nope. Same last like a, name. Like a fail safe yeah. system kind of deal. There's workarounds. Yeah. Uh because I know she's mentioned that she could for us. Yes, she like, you know, like she could. Yeah, if it's us, stuff that so. she knows. I mean, no. Yeah. Uh, if it got super bad, I think the only thing that she would probably write, like, she could probably call in a coworker. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was, like, throwing up sick and it was like, you need this medicine, yeah. but I can't give it to you. We need more than over the counter. She could probably call a friend in, but um, I don't know if that's ever happened. There you go. She just like survive. Mm-hmm. No, she's not. She's good. <laughs> Something big I'd have need to go to the doctor for. That's like uh, one of my best hacks as an adult is like, you know, I'm a grown up. I know when I have a sinus infection. I know yeah. when I have whatever yeah. these simple things are. And like knowing David Ashley or a no couple of doctor friends that can just save your 40 buck copay or whatever. <laughs> and just tell me, and okay. Just, like just call it in. I hate having to go to the doctor for two hours and they're like, yeah. oh, you need this little prescription. And you're like, I couldn't yeah. have just done that. I knew that. Yeah. Like why did I go to you? <laughs> yeah. It's nice being here knowing that like Dr. Stair, David yeah. Ashley, we know ENTs in our group. Yeah. Anything, uh, pharmacists, pediatricians, pediatricians, yeah. uh, 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 ER surgeons, yeah. right? Like that's uh, only if it's real bad. Yeah. I've never had to call her. Uh, and I hope I don't have to. Yeah. Um, and then lawyers. Yeah. You, we got doctors and lawyers and such. We got a lot of them here. Accountants, all kinds of good. Okay. People if you, you need people with questions. numbers, yeah. you need somebody to do that. It's great. All part of the body of Christ. All part of, and then we got people that. Tear down trees and people use their hands and have a lot of cool jobs. Yep. Tech people and whatever's. Um, there's some of the people we don't know what they do. Mm-hmm. We don't ask questions. Yeah. We just know they do things. We're like, okay. Um, and then there are, and, th- and, th- and then there's us. Yeah. Youth minister and connections minister. Just I don't know how many people call us. You know, we're like, ooh, we have these friends because they have good connections. <laughs> Nobody does that for us. <laughs> no one's like, ooh, I know Chris and Justin. They can let me in church to steal a table, <laughs> to borrow a table once. That's the only time people call me. It's like, hey, can I borrow some tables? Hey, can you unlock the church? Can you unlock the church? I need to get some chairs for a Thanksgiving event. Can we use that grill? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, I do that grill more than anything now. Yeah. Uh, Castleman... Got a fix yesterday. That fix. He added that plate thing to it yesterday. 
Hey, how about he's one of those that I'm like, I don't really know exactly what he does, but he's really good at it. And he, he owns a, a business that does land. I know we get dumpsters. Yeah. I know that they used to clean the church during COVID. He's a geologist. He's a geologist. They do like land development, right? Yeah. Hey, hey, that's what I'm saying. I don't, he does good things. I met him one time uh, to actually pick up that grill. And he was meeting with two people that were studying an endangered bat species for some land thing he was doing. I'm like, boy, what do you? What? He has <laughs> he has given Jack some like cool rocks. Yeah. Uh, I'm like, how do you have? I don't know. Yeah, it's an, I, I don't even know, man. Right, but keep it keep it up. You're doing great things. He um. So if you guys don't know if you've been under a rock last night, uh, well, two nights ago, Tuesday night, um. The new college football. Oh, yeah. For them, two nights ago. For them, two nights ago. For us, this is a Wednesday for you. The college football rankings came out. Tennessee, number one. How about that? Uh, it was big. They haven't been number one since 98. First time since, since they won the national since championship. they won it all. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but I saw Steve Castleman here yesterday. He's old, He's an Ole Miss guy. He has Ole Miss season tickets. Yes. Great. He goes, man, you got a big game because we're playing Georgia this weekend. I'm going to be at Fall Retreat, not going to watch it, and I'm going to try to serve the Lords uh, <laughs> and not let that day mess me up. I'm, I'm assuming we're losing. So mm -hmm. if we lose, that's what I expected. If we win, celebration. Uh, anyways, he's an old Miss fan. They got a Bama coming up, and he's like, look, if we win out and we get to play each other in Atlanta for the SEC. He goes, I'll buy us tickets. And I was like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I will allow you to buy me a ticket. What if, what if I, what if I double up on that? What if it's Bama, Tennessee in the SEC championship? Will you buy me tickets? Let's just buy our own tickets and let's just go. Okay. So <laughs> I ain't got that Castleman money. No, I, yeah, I don't know if I got SEC money either, but he's the one that said it. And I was like, yes, are. Hey man, I'll pay for gas to Atlanta. Like maybe, I'll do maybe that. We got a hookup somewhere. I'll stop at, um, I was like, Hey, I'll stop at the varsity. I'll buy us dinner. There you go. Uh, um, no, I was talking to Mary Beth. I've day. never been to SEC championship. Yeah. <laughs> Neither have I. Uh, I talked to my wife the other night and I said, man, it'd be really cool. We could go to the SEC championship she goes you mean you or the team i said yeah <laughs> like both <laughs> like it'd be fun it'd be fun yeah um easy drive yeah easy drive easy it's two hours you get an hour coming back it's only an hour on the way back yeah crazy. you get to gain an hour all right um hey we do uh uh, uh he just about to take a trick of his coffee state stats oh it's been a while it has been a while we've, we've had a lot we're, we're running out of states to stat on we are. I think we're at 43. Four. 44. This is the 44th country. Country. State. Close enough. 46 countries, 44 states. We got a new one. Mm -hmm. We had to do some Googling because we didn't believe this. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we should know this. Well. We do you guys it. know? All right. Ready? Do you guys know what the first state of the United States was? First ratified state. To ratify the Constitution. I would not have guessed this. Right? I would not have either. I mean, it's. It's up there. It's in the it's in the region. It's of in the which I yes. Oh yeah. I mean, I wouldn't have been like yeah. Idaho. Like no. It, yeah. it, it's up in the northeast. Guys, we got the first state, Delaware. Delaware, welcome. Welcome, Delaware. Uh, we actually had this two weeks ago. Thank you, Chris, for your solo episode when I was sicky sick sick. Uh, if you guys haven't got a chance, go back listen to it. It's really good. Um, so this has been two weeks. Uh, but we get Delaware, the first state. 
Um, I don't know what you're known for. Was it the hen state? Blue hen state. B- the blue hen state. Okay. I don't, I don't know if this That's is the nickname. A, and then it was also called the first state. Or a wild bird, something you hunt. Sounds cool. Blue hen. I don't know. I would eat a blue hen. Absolutely. I would assume. I hope it's blue. That'd be dope. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It might, it might be. Like a blue chicken. <laughs> um, but yeah. So we get a little bit of that in there. Um, welcome. Glad you are with us uh, in that. Uh, man, the weather. I was going to say the weather's changing. We talk weather talk every week. We are both <laughs> in shorts and t-shirt right now. The high's like 80 today. But it looks gorgeous outside. It looks it's like nice. a nice fall day, but it's hot. I got that going on. Uh, well, hey, pray for me. I, I already said we got the our fall retreat this weekend. Excited about that. So we got a lot of new students. We got a lot of guests uh, that are. Yeah, I'm excited about that uh, to come. So we'll be at Camp Winnetoska for the weekend, Saturday and most of the day Sunday. And uh, my goal is one, we go closer to God, and two, closer to one another. Like we have fun and. Friendship, Bingo. connection, and yeah. It's not uh, complicated. Uh, but it's really funny getting a lot of these emails yeah. from these new sixth grade parents that have all these questions. Yeah. And they're like, uh, my last email was on 1027. I was like, yeah, that's the last email you're going to get. Like, <laughs> everything's in it. Yeah. They're like, there wasn't a lot of information. I was like, you don't need to know a lot of information. I don't know. Be here. Pick up here. We'll take care of them. We'll take care of the rest. And they're like, do their beds have mattresses? Yes. <laughs> yes, they're be- Somebody asked that. Yes. And I'm like, yes. Like, bring sheets or whatever, or bring up. It's one night. What is the shower situation? We're there about 36 hours. Don't and, shower. Hey, and none of these middle schoolers are taking showers. No. And it's also not prison 100%. showers. You have your own little deal. If they want to shower, you have your own little stall. It's not a high school gym. Like, yeah. you know, like, you know, like, yeah. So. But it's all these little parents that just asking all these little questions. It's new. It's fresh. It is. And it's exciting. It's been a while since we've had that. But I'm like, just show up, y'all. It's going to be great. You're going to enjoy Fall Retreat. Your kids are going to enjoy Fall Retreat. Be happy to get this one under the belt. Fall Retreat's the best. Always loved that growing up. Right? See, I never experienced it. Cool time of year. Yeah. Fires. We're having a big bonfire. Yeah. Um, Our hoodie should be in soon. Awesome. Like today. Awesome. Hopefully, if hopefully I get to see those today, um, I don't know. There it's gonna go. be fun. We got a big ropes course, high ropes course, zip lines, and climbing towers and whatnots, and all that. Yeah, it's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. We're gonna be learning about uh, uh, God is greater. God is bigger. We may do a little bit of this in our podcast later on uh, next few weeks, but um, you know, God is bigger than uh, one. Just learning like. Uh, life and everything does not revolve around us. Right. Like he is way bigger, like bigger than your mind can even handle uh, and how big he is. And then God is bigger than our ups and downs. And God is bigger than our struggles. And God is bigger than all these things. And just, you know, just helping these students kind of realize, Hey, you, you worship and serve an awesome big God. Like how, how cool is that? Um, I don't think we sit and think about that a lot. So excited for that. Um, All right. So we're going to be back in our identity deal. (coughs) <coughs> today we got six points one major point going into six points um but in in our identity we we had talked about what was our other ones we talked about being a friend um, of god a friend of god and then uh what was the first one i just uh want, beloved you are the beloved of god right so he says that to jesus uh that same we are a friend of god today we're talking about being a child of god 
Um, I think for a lot of people, this is this is a hard one mm-hmm. because their relationship with their heavenly Father may not be the best. Uh, heavenly, earthly Father right. may not be the best. Mm-hmm. We tend, you know, you know, when we talk about putting God in a box and like, hey, God is bigger than what your brain can even and your mind can even imagine. It's a, it's the same for this. We have God as his heavenly father, but it's so hard for us not to put worldly characteristics and tendencies to God. Right. That's like, that's not the way it's supposed to be. It's not intended to be that, but that's our struggle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's uh, supposed to be a helpful analogy, you know, in scripture because, you know, God uh, has um, fatherly love. And that is an idea that we can, we're supposed to be able to relate to because in, in a perfect world, in in general, like our families are supposed to be these solid units where you experience love, you give love, you receive love, but that's just not the case for everybody. And so what's supposed to be a helpful analogy, it's supposed to be like, you know, Jesus is always like the kingdom of heaven is like blah, blah, Mm -hmm, blah. mm -hmm. It's like God is your father. And that's supposed to be an encouraging, uplifting kind of deal. But for some people, that's just simply not the case. And it's a barrier that they have to overcome to understand God as a perfectly perfect father. Absolutely. Um, And so hopefully through this scripture, hopefully through just kind of looking at these multiple verses, uh, God is supposed to be this perfect heavenly father uh, that we are to look to, we are to go to. Um, and because he is that perfect heavenly father, that makes us a child of God. Right. Um, right. So one plus one equals two, right? Yeah. A and B equals C. So that makes us child of God. And so regardless of if you are adopted, which mm-hmm. I think if, if you are adopted, you have a really cool... That, that can even be more helpful. <laughs> this is... Yeah, right. This is even a really cool story. You know, we've had some kids in our student ministry that were adopted and they really kind of like had some struggles at first being like earthly father, but it's like, uh, we've all been adopted into right. this new, you know, kingship, into this new family like you have. And they got a really cool way to kind of, you know, teach us about that. Yeah. Um, but that's what you are. You are a child of... That is part of your identity and who you are is that he is your heavenly father and you are a child of his um, regardless of how messy or even perfect your earthly, you know, family and father is, it is still better. Yeah. Even if you've got the best dad in the <laughs> yeah, world, great. You can, you can still multiply yeah. and, 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 and it's exponential how much better and more perfect God is as a father. Right. Yeah. So we're going to look at, what is this? An acronym? Is that what you call these things? I'm bad at, Something like that. Acronym, acrostic. Oh, yeah. Uh, something where we're taking a word and breaking <laughs> and the letter And we say this about once every two months. <laughs> we should probably look it up. We always ask. I'm like, I don't know what this is. Yeah, so we're going to take the word father, F-A-T-H-E-R, and kind of go. There's one of these that's a stretch. Uh, the, <laughs> is the, the T? The T is a stretch because <laughs> we use the word the. Uh, hey, you got to get it in where you can get it. Right, uh, but we're going to go through this in the next about 15 or so minutes. Kind of quickly go through the word father, F-A-T-H-E-R, and just kind of draw out some key points to help us learn, to help us, uh, uh, um, uh, yeah, learn and and understand the qualities of a perfect heavenly father. Mm-hmm. Um, and what does that mean for us? Yeah, that's good. In that, right? So first one, F, 
Man, I wish I wouldn't have shown you these and have you guess. <laughs> you would never have guessed the T. Yeah, absolutely not. Um, <clears throat> but we'll go to the first one. Faithful provider. Yes. Right? F, faithful provider. Um, I'm supposed to go to these verses already. I don't have it. Matthew 6. Again, Sermon on the Mount. Uh, here we go. Matthew 6. Uh, um, now, maybe your father here on earth is a good provider. Mine was. He was a good mm -hmm. provider. He gave me what I needed. Um, not always what I wanted. Sure. But he gave me what I needed. It's and, an important distinction. And that's a yeah. big one, right? Um, and that's a big one there. Uh, okay. Si uh, Matthew 6. 25 through 33. I'm going to read that right here. Again, this is Jesus Sermon on the Mount. It says, Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body or what you put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not more value are you not more of a value than they? And which of you being anxious can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil nor spin. Yet I tell you, even Solomon in, in all of his glory was not arrayed like the one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you? Oh, you of little faith, therefore do not be anxious, but therefore do not be anxious saying, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? Or what shall we wear for the Gentiles seek after all these things? And your heavenly father knows that you need them all, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. All right. Hard not to sing at the end of that. Um, so look, basically saying is, look, you're anxious and you're worrying about what are you going to eat? What are you going to drink? What are you going to wear? we got to store up things. And I just need these things. It says, look, God provides all these things for the birds and for the lilies and for the, on all these things. Are you not more valuable than they? Mm. Like God is going to provide for you what you need, not always what you want. Mm. Right. And so that's a big thing here. And it says, when you seek all of these things, when, when your mind is wrapped up with, I need, I need, I need, I want, I need, I want, you are not seeking the kingdom of God. You are seeking earthly desires, earthly challenges, earthly, whatever, you know, like questions. It says, Hey, seek God. Yeah. God will take care of the rest, mm. which is a hard thing, you know, for us to grasp. That could be its own deal. Yeah. Um, it's a great reminder, I think, for, you know, the people listening to this podcast in particular who are providers for their family. Yeah, right. Um, we can get confused and think that it's our talent, our excellence, our effort, our all these things that yeah. are really providing what our family needs. But really, in the right frame, those are blessings from God. Um, that he is aware of your family, you know, intimately and, and knows what you need yeah. and is going to be faithful in providing those things. Um, and I've experienced that in my own life. You know, when I was obsessed with yeah. career and, yeah. you know, earning more and getting this position or whatever, really, I was like spinning my wheels, you know, yeah, it yeah. was like, I never really felt like I made enough or as soon as I hit a milestone it was all right what's the next one you know but when I 
really had an experience with Jesus and felt that burden lift from me. That was when I actually experienced some yeah, of like, yeah. you know, the, the, the more fruitful seasons of my career and, and my life. It's because I wasn't, I put, I put the emphasis on the actual important things in life and God was faithful to, mm-hmm. to provide what we needed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a difference. Yeah, between yeah. And, and, and these people were in a very different context than we uh-huh. were. You know, yeah. these people were subsistence kind of living people. So they had to work for their daily bread. You yeah. Know? And we're in a whole different thing, man. We think about 40 years from now. Yeah. You know, what am I putting away for? Yeah. And God says, I got you. Yeah. I'll always have you. Yeah. That's good. Focus on me. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And, and just that constant reminder of, are you not more valuable than these things? Like God's going to be there for you. Uh, And to get, and I think the hard thing is to get your mind wrapped around need and want God. I've been praying for this thing. And if you don't get it, you may not need it. Right. And God might be bad for you. (laughs) It might be bad for you. And God's like, I don't need to give you that. Cause if I do, then it's going to spiral down to something else or something else going to happen. He's like, look, I'm gonna get you what you need and be grateful. Be thankful. Be grateful when you wake up for what you have. Uh, and know that God's going to protect you there. Yep. All right. A F A looking at uh, two A's here. All right. Always attentive that God is always there. And for some people, this may be a hard one with your father on, um, you know, you know, Hey, my dad always worked. He always traveled. He wasn't at ball games. He wasn't at, uh, you know, the a piano recital. He wasn't there at the dance thing. He wasn't there to help me at night. He didn't put me to bed. There's all these things where it goes, my dad wasn't very attentive. He was always working. He was always doing this. And in his mind, it, it may always be like, hey, I'm trying to provide for you. Yeah. Right. So for him, it's like, no, I'm working all this so you can have a better life. You can have all these things. And it's like, that, that may not be what your kids need. Right. Right. It's like they want someone to be attentive. They want someone to be present and to be there. Um, and for some people, Right. You know, you know, it may be like, Hey, my dad's always there. That's great. But for some people, this may be a struggle, but God is always attentive. God always wants to be with you. He wants you to be in the presence of him and to be in the presence of you and for you to acknowledge it, for you to have this daily, hourly, secondly, be like, God is here. Right. I know that he is here. Do you have that Psalm verse pulled up? I do. Psalm 139, one through three. Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know when I sit down and when I stand up. You understand my thoughts from far away. You observe my travels and my rest. You are aware of all my ways. Right, like you know everything. It's not because someone else told you that. Yeah. It's because you are present and you know. Um, and you know when I lay down. You know when I wake up um, and, all, and all those things. Um, I think it's interesting that in, in the Old Testament, um, I think we have about 15 times where God is uh, uh, called Father. But in the New Testament, we have about 165 times. Yeah. And just this relationship here that Jesus knew that God was his Father and was interested in him. Mm. Jesus knew God cares about me right now. Not um, not like he cared what I did before and then he cares what's going to happen later, which is true, but he cares right now about you. Yeah. Um, um, and I, and I think that's important for us to know that God is always with us. I will yeah. never leave you. I will never forsake you. And I think too, this just kind of reminds me of, of the section of John that we talk about probably more than anything else, <laughs> Fifteen, uh, where Jesus talks about, you know, it's better that I go so that the spirit, the comforter 
uh, is going to come and you don't understand why that's better, but you will. And so now we get to live in the reality that not only is God the Father with us and attentive, uh-huh. but we have the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit that, I mean, this amplifies what David was saying in Psalm Psalm 139. Yeah. You know, you, you know my thoughts, not you, from far away, uh, but because you're living inside me, right? You yeah. observe my travels and my rest because you're right there. You're with yeah. me on my travels and when I rest, you know? Yeah, it's huge. It's huge. Knowing that he wants to be there again, God um, loves to be around you. And, uh, you know, I think we said this the past few weeks of he doesn't tolerate you. He enjoys you. Mm-hmm. Um he wants to be with you yeah, uh, and know that, know that he is. And that should be a great reminder for the day. That should be a uplifting thought for the day. When you wake up being like, Hey, God is with me. Right. Um, in there. All right. T T T T's fake. Uh, we, we probably could have used treasure in some way. I was thinking treasure, right? We probably could have done that. All right. T the same inheritance as Jesus. Yes. <sighs> I like it. Just go with but it. But T right. Uh, um, that we get the same inheritance as Jesus. Romans 8, uh, 17. I got this one. Okay. It says, and if children then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, provided we suffer with him in, in order that we may also be glorified with him. So it says that we, and this isn't a term that we use a lot, right? Like, right. This isn't a term heirs, right? Like, but we get the inheritance the same inheritance that we that Jesus Christ gets is the same inheritance that we get, um, right? The same inheritance as Jesus that that we receive this. Um, so, like back in the day, if you were firstborn, secondborn, thirdborn, it doesn't matter. Uh, you were uh, given a almost like this birthright, like when you know the father dies you were going to get an inheritance. Mm-hmm. You're going to get some sort of money, some sort of land, some sort of thing, just because you are a part of the family. Right. And it says, hey, God gives that to Jesus, not money-wise, not land-wise, not cattle and property-wise, but you get this inheritance of a life forever with God. Right. He goes, because of Jesus, uh-huh. because of him, because of his life and death on the cross, you also get this. So when you believe... You get the same inheritance, yeah. Um, which I think that is pretty cool. And and you know, back then I think that hit differently than it does today because we right. don't really think about that. Um, but you get the same as Jesus. Mm-hmm. That God looks upon you. Um, I think very similarly as He looks at Jesus, saying, mm-hmm. "Hey, I love you too." Yeah. Jesus is a child of mine. You are a child of mine. I'm not going to skip you over um, and not you know give you your inheritance. You get it. Yeah. Um, which is a huge blessing. Yeah. Uh, and it kind of gives us a little insight on how God views you. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, two thoughts about that. One, you know, in contrast to uh, how we experience inheritance in an earthly way, which is limited, right? Like my parents only have <laughs> yeah. so much that they yeah. can even think yeah. about passing down to me and my sister. Yeah. With God, there is no limit mm-hmm. to the blessings. Um, that will come as a result of following Jesus. And there's no limit to how many people can get involved in that, right? Like that's an open invitation. Um, But the other thing is, and we talked a little bit about this uh, 
two episodes ago when we talked about friend of God, you gotta you gotta keep this Romans eight verse in context of something he said in Romans five, which we used to be God's enemy. Oh yeah. If you think about this in terms of a war, we were on the other side. Uh-huh. And so not only through Christ are we brought over and we are a friend of God. Now we're on the winning side of this battle. We get a seat at the family table. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's awesome. That's crazy. We went from death to life, but not just life, sonship. We, yeah. we And an inheritance, right? Like we don't deserve that. We were an enemy, but mm-hmm. God through his own effort reconciled us back to himself. Absolutely. And I think it's big to think about on your worst day, you're still heirs with Christ. Mm-hmm. On your worst day, on your best day, he says, look, I still got you. Mm-hmm. Right. It doesn't waver back and forth. Um, it's dependent on you and your devotion. That's right. He says, it's always on the table. Right. This inheritance is always here for you. Yeah. It's, it's a gift that you have to decide mm-hmm. if you want that. Um, all right, H. Um, his heart, H-H, his heart is mercy and compassion, right? We don't have to read these if you don't want to, Luke, whatever. But you know this idea of the prodigal son, right? So we talk about this a lot. If you... If you want to pull those up, you can. Yeah, I got if it. Not, okay, Luke 15, 19 through 20. Uh, this is the prodigal son returning. He's got his little speech ready for his father. He says, I'm no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me one of make me like one of your hired workers. So he got up and went to his father. But while, his, while the son was still a long way off, his father saw him and was filled with compassion. He ran through his arms around his neck and kissed him. All right, so in his worst day, mm-hmm. He's still running to him, arms around, kissing him, saying, no, you are a part of this family. Um, And this idea of his heart is mercy and compassion, that he wants to show us mercy and compassion. Um, And as a father and as a mother, we can kind of, you know, relate to this. You know, our kids mess up all the time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we don't spank and punish. And it's like, well, that's it. (laughs) <laughs> it's no, you fell down. Let me help you. Right. So like, you know, when Jack or our twins were walking, we don't get mad to punish them when they fall down. <laughs> They're still learning how to do this thing. Yeah. When we help them up. All right, well, let's go, let's go. Um, and it's that learning deal. And, and that's how I view God is mm-hmm. that we are still, you know, with our baby legs, just trying to figure out how to do this thing. And he's there to help us up. Yeah. This, this speaks right to everything I talked about last week. Yeah. Um, the enemy will lie to us and tell us, oh man, you're, you're one mistake away from God just giving up on you. You, you know, God's sick of you messing this up again and again and again, and he's about ready to give up on you. But what scripture points to in this, in this passage, this story of the prodigal son is a beautiful picture that God gets most energized. Jesus's heart is most excited when you come to him with your burdens. Like he doesn't get tired of doing that. That's that, that is the essence of who he is and what his heart is all about. We see the father here run to his son on his worst day and throw his arms around him and kiss him and, and fully welcome him back into the family. And that's a picture of God's heart for us. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, for that, that his heart is mercy and compassion. And again, you may not have seen that from your father, right? Mercy and compassion. It may be more punishment and anger and and wrath and this thing. And you're like, ah, this one's a hard one for me to get. Um, hopefully you will. Right. Mm -hmm. Like just, and then re, 
read the New Testament. Mm. Like that's what it is, yeah. right? It is God showering his love um, on us uh, and with mercy and compassion. Uh, e, um, all right, F-A-T-H-E, expresses his love lavishly yeah. on us. Um, he wants to continue to pour that love out, that, that, that mercy and that compassion. He wants to do that. First uh, John 3, 1, um, it talks about us being children of God. And it says, see what kind of love the Father has given to us, that we should be called children of God. And so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. Um, you know, this thought of like, we are children of God and he wants to uh, show that love. Like I, I love Christmas time. <laughs> I love birthday time for the boys because yeah. I like to shower gifts upon my kids. Right. Yeah. And not that gifts equal love, but it's a way to kind of do that. Um, I also just like, um, you know, one of my favorite times is in the mornings when Jack goes to school and then he comes over and just gives me a big hug, yeah. you know, just on his way out. And it's my chance to be like, Hey buddy, I love you so much. I'm so proud of you. Uh, you know, it just is little bit of a moment I get to have with him. Uh, but it's like, man, I get to shower that love on him. And I, I love to love my kids. Right. Um, and if I love to do that, how much more is God going to do that for us? Yeah. Jesus, right? Jesus really puts this in perspective because like we do relate to that. Yeah. You know, I'm a dad, you're a yeah. dad. And like, I, I, I desire for my kids to know how much I love yes, them. Yes. Yes. Uh, but Jesus is like, how many of you fathers, if your kids ask for a fish, you're going to give, give them a, a nasty snake. <laughs> yeah. Or if they ask for some bread, you're going to give them a rock. Yeah. And so what he's saying is like, you do love your kids. Yeah. What I'm trying to express to you is you can't even imagine how much God loves and cares for you in comparison to how much you love and care for your kids. Like that should be uh, a big encouragement to yeah. us because we feel that mm -hmm. we feel that relationally yeah. um, here on earth. And it's just a shadow of the way God feels about us. And that love does not run out. Mm -hmm. It's not like, man, I got, I'm on E. Yeah. Like I've done all I could, it, you know, his like, his love does not run out. So yeah. in our worst days and our best days, he's always saying, no, I love you. And I want to show you my love. Yeah. Again, it's us kind of open it up um, there. So the final one, as we kind of go is um, our relational authority. You want to grab that Hebrews one? Sure. Uh, Hebrews 12, six. When we think about um, uh, um, discipline and authority, yes, that comes from a father, but for, a, again, a lot of people, that is a negative term. And that typically means when you mess up, right? Mm -hmm. Just wait till your father gets home and I get to tell him about that. And you're like, oh no, here comes some whoopings. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm about to get spanked today because of what I did. And now my father knows here comes his discipline and authority in there. Um, uh, we don't, we like to put God in the lavishly love and pour out and mercy and grace. We don't like to put him in this, but it's still very important. Yeah. That's, that, that's only one aspect of fatherhood. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. <laughs> so parenting. there's a lot here of us having these bumpers, these guidelines, these guardrails, we would say of God still wants to have this authority over us which is the way that it's supposed to be a father, a child, you know, relationship. Absolutely. Yeah. You want me to read this first? Sure. I'm on to read it first. 
Uh, My son, do not take the Lord's discipline lightly or lose heart when you're reproved by him. For the Lord disciplines the one he loves and punishes every son he receives. Boom. Right. So it says, hey, if he didn't punish you and didn't discipline, then that's something off. Right. Then Mm -hmm. it's like he doesn't care. Mm -hmm. He cares about you. Yeah. He cares about your well-being. He cares about your spirituality. He cares about who you are. He cares about your growth. And so we could see it as roadblocks or this or that. You know, God's like, "Uh, I'm doing this to kind of help you. Yeah. To help you grow into the woman and man that I have called you to be. Yeah. It's it's hard for my kids to understand at least that um, when I say no or when I discipline them for doing something that they shouldn't have done, (laughs) that that is coming from a place of love, that it's my job as a parent, as a father, to raise you into uh, the kind of person that we want our family to represent, right? Mm -hmm. But we struggle with the same thing too. Yeah. In in relationship to God, it's like, I, I should expect that I don't know everything that I need to know about how to live this life the right way. And so if I don't know who's going to teach me, (laughs) right? Right. Yeah. Uh, And if God loves me, like we've talked about this whole Mm -hmm. episode as a son, then he's going to teach me through love, truth and discipline. Right. Mm -hmm. Just like I'm going to teach my kids. Yeah. Um, So still hard to still hard to go through those seasons. If you've been Mm -hmm. through a season where God's really trying to teach you something, it can't always be comfortable. Um, But we expect the same thing from our own kids that, that our, our parenting is, is an effort to lead them and to help them grow. We should expect the same thing from God. Absolutely. A loving God. Yes. Yes. And, and, you know, when it comes to teachers and sports and, you know, like coaches, they're like, Hey, if they're not disciplining, then that's a big deal. Like you, you want a coach to be on your back helping you in that because he's wanting to get you to a certain place. Right. Um, but as you know, the player, you're like, Oh I, man, I'd wish you get off my back. Get off my back. And it's like, no, it's like, he's on your back because he sees the potential in you and wants right. you to do better. And we do that for our kids. We see yeah. the potential we want to train and raise and, and parent. And God's like, I got to parent you. Yeah. And that becomes discipline. Now that's a whole nother series and lesson on how does God discipline and, punish and this and that yeah um right uh you know you know we're not gonna sit here right now and tell you how that all that happens that's yeah. a big you know study uh but then it happens yeah. and it's because he loves you because yep. he's that parent he's that father and mm-hmm. f-a-t-h-e-r e-r so hopefully uh you guys learned a little bit today and just know hey god wants to be with you he uh, um, uh, knows you and he wants to show love and compassion and provide for you um, and he's going to discipline you and he's going to walk with you uh, just as a perfect earthly father would. He's going to do it a billion times better mm-hmm. um, because he's the perfect heavenly father. That's it. Um, and so, yeah. So learn a little bit of how you are a child of God. Cool. Works for me. Awesome. Uh, went a little bit longer. We went way shorter last week, so we added that <laughs> time just, up to here. Yeah. We're right about 40 minutes. Well, hey, like, review, subscribe, rate, uh, all those things uh, to us, and we hope that you guys have a great week. Uh, I think we got one more of these uh, that we will kind of hit up on next week um, on the identity awesome. there. 
But have a good weekend, and we will catch y'all next week. Bye, friends. See ya.